Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash Patchwork Heart Ministry today. The St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation, in partnership with Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network, present a podcast for divorced and separated Catholics. Hello, and welcome to a podcast with the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith. You can learn more about us on our website at nonatus.org. My name is Ann DeSantis. I'm coming to you from the Philadelphia area, and I'm very excited because we have a very good friend of the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation, who a lot of you already know. Uh, her name is Rose Sweet, and she is also as I always say, the vice president of the foundation. So Rose, thank you so much for joining us on this evening. Thank you, Ann. And as I always say, thank God, because everybody knows the vice president does nothing. <laughs> so I, I just want to stay there and that's about it. No, no, I, I lend my love and my support to all the good work that you guys are doing. So happy to be part of it. Oh, thank you. And I will say that you do so much for us. So even though, yes, maybe in general, vice presidents don't do too much, but not, <laughs> but not in this case. <laughs> not in this case. So this is the very first in a series of 12. Now, last time uh, Rose and I met, we did an introduction where we told you that this is going to be a 12-part series. So this one is called Surviving Shock, Panic, and Disbelief. And a couple questions are, do people really change? And facing our fears, going there, and also having a plan. Uh, and also just an upcoming uh, um, informational thing for all of you who are uh, listening to this podcast. If you join us next time for November, our topic will be overcoming loneliness. So mark your calendar. We're here the first Tuesday of every month at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Of course, you can always listen to this on demand. I do want to make a shout out to our friends at Patchwork Heart Ministry and also Fiat Ministry Network because they are airing this podcast for us. We thank Bill Snyder and also Kent Kalhoski, who's the, the producer at Fiat Ministry Network. And it's airing on 8.30, the first Tuesday of every month on Patchwork. And then it's running live on, on Facebook too. So please let your friends know about our endeavor and we're so excited and grateful to Rose for joining us uh, every month for the next, pretty much for the next year. So it will be great. So going to our topic here, Rose, is surviving shock, panic, and disbelief. Wherever you'd like to start, I know most of the people on this podcast know who you are and they know a little bit about your own story, but any little introduction would be great for those who, of you who, for those who are listening who uh, have yet to get to know us or yourself. Okay, thanks, Anne. Um, I'm a Catholic, I'm a cradle Catholic, who, uh, you know, was kind of a cafeteria Catholic in my, in my youth, in my, uh, in my 20s and whatnot. Anyway, I 
all I wanted to do was be married and be have a husband, home, and kids, and I would be happy forever. Amen. Right. So, but I was a victim of the cultural revolution. I bought into the lies. They sounded good, and on I went, uh, burning and crashing and uh, hurting myself and a lot of other people in relationships. I've been divorced more than once, uh, but at some point, I fell on my face and said, "Lord, I guess." I need you more. I guess I need to grow up, find my way, and uh, my way isn't working. Those are the kind of prayers he loves. Those are the prayers of surrender. And, you know, we don't, sometimes we surrender and then we try to take some of it back. Uh, and that's normal. But God reintroduced me to the church of my youth, the teachings of the Catholic Church, and that they weren't a bunch of rigid old rules, that they were beautiful and they made common sense, and they protected the dignity of the person and of the deepest desires of my heart. So I was encouraged, I was healed, I was educated, and uh, I began to turn around now and reach out to those who, like me, had gone off the path and been deeply hurt, especially by divorce and all the things that that entails. And uh, God opened the doors for me to create, really, it's an international ministry now in the Catholic Church for those who are going through separation, divorce, annulment, remarriage, and all the endless ripple effects that it brings. So, um, and my work is, you know, a delight to me. It, and it keeps me on the straight and narrow too. I, I always remind myself, you know, and you know this too, Anne, when we're teaching and encouraging people to go higher we're, we're starting with ourselves, right we have to that's right it makes it, it makes so much sense actually because how can we really make a difference for others when our our faith and our catholic faith specifically hasn't really made a difference to us personally and inside right. our hearts and souls so i commend you for that because i know you've done a lot of personal work to get to where you are and you continue to you, we're always growing in our faith, you know, it doesn't matter who we are, right? I mean, uh, right. troubles will come and go, but our faith can stay with us and, and we just have to believe God has us on a, a specific path at this time. So for those of you who are listening, you are affected by divorce and separation. Maybe you are a person who is currently separated from a husband or a wife. Uh, we do send out our prayers to you. We care about you. And that's why Rose and I are here. Because for you, for those of you who are going through that shock and disbelief, uh, I can only imagine what that must be like for you. Uh, of course, working in the foundation, I've talked to a lot of people who have gone through divorce, but I myself, uh, as the director, I'm not a, a divorced Catholic, but I am the adult child of divorce. And I do remember that very well, uh, what it was like to grow up in a family that, that split up. So... Uh, so, Rose, thank you so much again for sharing. Well, and, and you too, Anne. I think we make a good team because we both bring different perspectives to the same problem. And that, that is why we're here. Okay, so what we're doing in this podcast and the 11 to follow are we're following the outline of the video series that I created. We have 12 videos in our Surviving Divorce series, and they're in a particular order because we can't after we go through divorce or we leave somebody or they leave us, we can't just get back to normal life and try to find happiness again. We have to go through a specific healing process. 
And that starts with realizing we are in shock. We are in panic mode and we're in disbelief. And that's not a good time to make decisions about your life. Um, your, your emotions are wild and flinging around and it's a crazy time. But that's exactly what God designed us that way because it's a transition between the world that we thought we were in and now this one that we've got thrown into that's like a nightmare. So I, I want to take some time in this first one talking about shock, panic, and disbelief, not just in divorce, but any major trauma, because the stuff that we're going to be sharing with the, the listeners is uh, really applicable to all areas of life that are like not welcome. Oh, that's good to hear because I'm sure that somebody's listening who maybe you are not affected directly by divorce, but you do have some uh, shock in your life, something that's going on. I mean, even with all of us going through this whole COVID thing, as we're coming out of it in some states, right? Not all states, but some, uh, there, there is some shock and disbelief there too. Yeah, I can't believe that's the language you got to listen for in your own conversation and with others. I just, I just can't be unbelievable. That's an indication that you are still grappling with a reality that you don't want to face. You're in a certain sense of shock, maybe panic and disbelief because we all have set up in our mind the way the world should be so that we'll be happy and safe. The way our marriage should be so that we'll be happy and safe the way our children should be, the way everything should be. And when all of a sudden we're faced with a, with a reality that it's not that way, we're like, oh my God, it, we're, we go into shock. And shock is the state of facing a reality that's unexpected or sudden. Okay, let me say that again. It's facing a reality that's unexpected or sudden. Now, what if I told you you just won the lottery? You would go into shock. That's a reality that's unexpected or sudden, but that's a happy reality. So shock can be a state that we go through for something good or something not good. And again, it's that interim transitional period that we have to go through to get from one reality to the other. When's the last time you were in shock, Anne? Can you? When, when were you before shocked? We started, right before we started the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know right. what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, today we were, we were starting on time and all of a sudden everything went wrong with your computer and you were like, I can't believe this. This, okay. this isn't the reality that I expected and hoped and wanted, yeah. right? That's right. Perfect. So you, you went into shock, and then you went into panic. You sent me a bunch of texts, and you were in disbelief, and then you began to settle in and rise above that and go, I've got a mission. I've got a job to do. Settle down. Just do what you got to do. It's all going to be okay somehow. That was your self-talk. Same yes. thing happens with divorce. My husband walked out on me, or... I can't believe it's so bad with my husband. I have to leave. I have to get out of here. Doesn't, and we're not talking about culpability or sin right now. We're talking about somebody who's in so much shock that their reality has to change or their reality does change. And they're in shock. 
they have to face a reality that they don't want to face. So then the next stage after shock is panic. Because now you're, this is all in your mind. It starts in your mind and then displays in your emotions. You, now you're starting to see the change that's coming or is here, and you're counting up the losses. This is real important. We don't like loss. We hang on to things that make us feel good, give us identity, give us security, purpose, love, all that stuff. And when they're being ripped out of our hands or we find out they're poison and we got to get rid of them, we panic. Because if I lose these things, then what am I going to have that makes me feel safe, secure, and happy? Right? Exactly. So now... Now we go into, now we're facing the reality and then we're into, we're in disbelief. This can't be real. Okay. This looks like it's real. It's real. He's not here. She's not here. I just got served papers. The bank account is closed. The movers are coming to take the stuff out of the house. I, I, I still can't believe it. What that really means is I don't want to believe it. This is too big. This is too hard. This is not fair. Then come all the emotions, anger, rage, fear, anxiety, depression, revenge, all kinds of the floodgate of emotions come. So this state that we're talking about today of shock, panic, and disbelief is kind of like a, a, a wall, a dam wall to keep all those insane emotions from just like taking over completely. And that's where we should help like you did this morning. Your emotions were, you know, oh, like, oh, ah, ah. but then your intellect kicked in. This has happened before. It's not the end. We can be flexible. There's another answer. And you did that self-talk of what you know to be true that doesn't change. Right? Oh, yes. And that's a process, right? It is. But, and that's the way we have to think about things. And that's the way let's go way backward, we have to start teaching our children to face difficulties and be in shock and be in panic and disbelief, stop protecting them so much and walk them through this and say, yes, it's scary. Yes, it's not fair. But what do you know? Are you safe? Who's with you? Can we find another answer to help train your children to think just what you said, the process. I know we're dealing nowadays with a lot of adults who never developed those skills and they're running 99% of the time on their emotion. They're just reacting to life around them. And they're either supremely happy or they're angry, scared, and frightened out of their mind. So back to shock, panic, and disbelief. Let's talk about that. Shock, facing an unexpected or sudden reality. Panic, seeing the change and recognizing there's going to be a lot of loss here. And disbelief is now you're questioning. Is this fair? Is this right? Who am I? Where am I going to go? Where do I fit in? What does the church say? So this is a place where a lot of people start to look at God and go, where were you? Where are you? Why are you letting this happen? You said blah, blah, blah. How come you're not taking care of things? 
that's a, this is a, that's why we're talking about this initial stage. It's a big crossroads for people. Don't you agree? Yes. And I think it takes not only faith, but really honestly, even higher levels of maturity too. When you start to realize that, you know, life truly and truly is not perfect. And okay. that, oh, yeah, right? I'm sorry to mean to cut you off. Oh no. Yeah, that, that's right. I mean, I just think it takes, uh, I think sometimes the brain has to process, right? And it's that might not even have to do as much with our spirituality, but that brain has to just process what has just happened. That's where we need to train ourselves and our children to go to our intellect. When we realize our emotions, where we feel like throwing up or hitting or passing out or what all, whatever the physical manifestation of our emotions are, that's when we need to go say, okay, we should have shoot up the prayer. Lord, help me go to my brain. Help me go to my intellect. I feel like I want to kill my husband. I feel like I want to kill, kill myself. I, I want to throw this thing through the window, whatever. Help me remember I don't have to be a slave to my passions. Help, help me to remember this is going to pass, and I'm going to get an answer somehow. And guess what? I don't have to figure it out all right now. Let me, this just came to my mind, the story in the Old Testament of Elijah. Elijah was a man of God, right? And he was a prophet. And what do, and what do prophets do? What are they supposed to do? What's their job? Proclaim the message to the people of God, God's word. And mm -hmm. do you think they get welcomed everywhere they go with that message? Oh, no. <laughs> so yeah so uh, so all of us are kind of going through life trying to do our very best and do what god expects of us and we run up to re great resistance or infidelity or all kinds of bad things so elijah had it up to here he was done 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 and he he pretty much said god i'm mad he was angry and he goes and i want to die i just want to die i want to sit right down here and die take me now I know a lot of people who go through divorce say those things. I'm furious, I'm mad, and I just want to die. So what did God say to him? God didn't say, yes, those people are horrible, and yes, they're going to hell, and yeah. No, he said, hey, sit down, have a little something to eat, and why don't you take a nap? God fed him, said, Pretty much, shut up, sit down, get something in your stomach, and take a nap. Because Elijah was functioning out of his wild emotions, his scared, wounded, angry, natural emotions. So never underestimate the power of a snack and a nap. When you're in shock and panic and disbelief and fear and all the things that overwhelm you with divorce, whether it just happened, it happened years ago. You know, maybe some people listening have gone through the shock and disbelief, but initially, but now it's 10 years later and their kids are having babies. And they thought they were the one who was going to go to the hospital first and see the grandbaby. But no, it's your ex and his or her wife. You're in shock and panic and disbelief again, again. Because we keep going back to how the world should be so that we're happy and safe. And we keep getting reminded that it's not. 
with COVID and with divorce. And you were right. It's a, it's a natural part of life. You said it so perfectly. And the image that came into my mind also when you were talking about the baby's born and then the ex-husband or whoever, ex-wife, whatever, goes to the hospital first. And when you say, when you're not doing well, resting and eating, I even think of the person who's sick in the hospital or someone who's just been diagnosed with some kind of disease. A lot of times that's what medical professionals will say, rest and I'll bring you something to eat. So it's the same thing for that person that's sick. They need to just lie in that bed, let somebody else take care of you if you can. And just the bare minimum of eating and sleeping and resting and getting yourself back to whatever is normal if you can. Yeah, no, that's right. Because, you know, and I, I love, I love the Catholic teaching, timeless reality and truth that we are integrated body and soul. We are not a soul and a spirit trapped in a shell of a body. Our body is every much part of us and who we are as the invisible part of us. And it's the unnatural death that separates what God intended to be together, our body, soul, spirit, mind, and heart, right? Mm -hmm. So what happens in the real world that emotionally threatens us will affect our body. So we take hits in our body and we get healed in our body. We express love in our body. We receive hurt and hate through the body. People hit us. People throw words at us. So what's going on in the body and what's going on in the soul, we have to take a look at both of those at the same time. And usually what heals one will heal the other. And we all, as Catholics, we know the power and the beauty of sitting quietly in adoration. Sometimes we have to sit quietly whether we're in adoration or not. There's a benefit also to just sitting in the presence of God in your room after you had tea and toast and your head's on the pillow and your last words on your, on your lips before you go to sleep is, I hate my husband. Why did he do this to me? But that's okay. That's just, you've got to get that stuff out. God is going to take care of the rest down the road. That's right. Oh, you said it so well. And I just want to encourage people who are listening on this podcast that, you know, Rose is a great, well, she's a great woman, number one, but she's also a great resource for you, for your healing. So please, I'm going to invite you to go to her website at rosesweet.com because she is an author who's written many books having to do with both after divorce and also just general faith enhancing your faith. So please check it out. Also go to Amazon and, and look at all the list of books that are there too, and tell your friends. Uh, now Rose also does special appointments too. I don't know I, if you get too off track, but I think they should hear about this. Well, thank you, Anne. No, I love to, I love to coach people through divorce recovery, or if, if it's not even divorce or past divorce, relationship coaching. You know, relationships, and this is what we're talking about, are the most important and beautiful thing that God has given us other than our soul and our divine spark of life in us and our baptism and all that. Relationships are very important. They're a source of love and life and security and pleasure. So they are good and they are important, but we do tend to put them in a greater importance.
importance than our relationship with God. That is, you know, St. John of the Cross said it so beautifully and simply, the whole of the Christian life, the whole of life in general, is moving away from the good things that he has given us to moving toward him. That's it. That's the whole Christian life. But it sounds easy, but it's real hard because we get really, really attached to our marriages and our children and our money and our homes and all the, and those are good. And we should, those, we should attend, but not so tightly that we lose ourselves and even lose our faith when they're threatened or they go away. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of a story. Do you mind if I share about these? One of the things that I do is I give two day intensive writer uh, speaker training to people who have written books and don't yet have a platform and I help them build their brand. I love doing that. Well, I just spent a few days with a wonderful woman. Her name is Mary Jo Rennert. She's a Catholic woman who was married for 43 years and she tells her story. She wrote a book called You Are Still Beloved and it's for women whose long-term marriages have ended in divorce. She was married 43 years. They had some kids. They went to church every Sunday. They were involved in this and that, blah, blah, blah. And one day she got a call from a woman that she didn't know. And she said, hi, I'm just going to let you know that I've been having an affair with your husband for a while. And she started saying personal details that she knew about Mary Jo and her husband and the kids and the family and her home. She goes, I've even been in your home. I mean, come on. I would go into total shock, panic, and disbelief if I'd heard some woman on the phone saying that she'd been in my home. Now, Mary Jo wasn't looking for signs of unhappy marriage or divorce, but it was going on for years under her nose and she didn't see it she didn't smell it she didn't intuit it at all so the woman said mary joe said why are you calling and mary and the woman said well i'm mad because now he's cheating on my with my best friend and let's get him on the phone and <laughs> three-way and like mary joe goes i know mary joe says uh, okay, so she muted herself, and the, this woman gets the husband on the phone. She, Mary Jo recognizes her husband's voice, and now the affair woman lays into him because she's cheating with his, her, her, her best friend and others, and others, and he didn't deny it. Now Mary Jo, she, this waves this is more shock upon more shock, you know, with each passing moment, it's just like, she can't believe this. Her whole world is changing. She's being catapulted from one reality to another completely different reality. That's frightening and scary and not natural for us as humans. So Mary Jo went home. She tells her story that she confronted her husband and he was real cold and detached and didn't argue, but just the next day acted like life was going to go on because over the years, Mary Jo had just out of love and being a good Christian wife, you know, ignored or walked over problems in their marriage. And he just thought she would just 
suck this up like one other thing and keep going. Well, you'll have to read the, her book and, and uh, hear her story to hear the rest of the story. But uh, I was delighted. She's, she's going to be one of our uh, speakers on the After Divorce Conference that we're going to talk about. Oh, my so goodness. Can you talk about that now? Please, please. So you're a speaker and you've done a wonderful video presentation, especially about your experiences and understanding as an adult child of divorce. Um, but the smartcatholics.com group is hosting a, a virtual conference on Saturday and Sunday, October 10th and 11th at smartcatholics.com forward slash after dash divorce. Or you can just go to smartcatholics.com and find it. And we've gathered together a lot of wonderful speakers, men and women, young and old, priests and laity, therapists, theologians, and just normal people who've been through it uh, to tell their stories and to offer hope, healing, and a path forward for people. And I'm so glad you're going to be on it, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm very honored, Rose. I thank you so much. And also Smart Catholics. And I think Dominic D'Souza, he's mm -hmm. wonderful. And, and his, his co-worker friend, Maddie, as well. Uh, mm -hmm. they're, they're so great. So I make a shout out to them for uh, the organizational efforts. But Rose, you especially, my gosh, this is just going to be wonderful. And you know, it's free. Uh, there is a fee that people can pay if they'd like to be a member of the community. I think it's only like $10. Right. And then you get access to more material mm -hmm. and you can, for the next year, you can go back and download things and watch things. So yeah, we don't need to spend too much time on that. Sorry. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it's all good. And it's part of what you and I love to do is point people to other resources, other places they can go to get more and more help for, for divorce, separation, annulment, remarriage, and all that other stuff. Yeah, it's wonderful. And you know, the community aspect of that particular uh, after divorce through Smart Catholics, it's a wonderful community. And it's an easy, it's a, it's a little app that you get on your phone called Mighty Works. And uh, I really like it. And I think the people who are listening would, would definitely be interested in that too. I do too, especially when it's easy. Yes. Please. You know, Very. you know, I go into shock, panic, and disbelief when I see some new, um, social media platform or so some new app that I have to keep up with. And it's like, can we just stop for a few years so I, I can get used to what we're doing now? You know, it's like, and you know, I was on the road traveling and speaking. And then when COVID hit, I'm home now. But that's really, it, it's been a blessing in a lot of ways, because I have been able to have nice, beautiful in-home retreats for people and to spend time coaching on you know on the phone or via skype or whatever um to continue to offer help and hope and healing and you guys are doing the same thing saint saint raymond and Nottis foundation a oh, shout out you. to the wonderful order of priests and sisters of the mercedarians oh my they're goodness fabulous. they're just the greatest men ever the biggest hearts great attitudes and untiring work for the church, for families, for families in crisis, especially. Yeah, it, it truly is amazing. And I just want to say uh, for people listening, maybe it is your first time on the podcast is that the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation for Freedom, Family and Faith 
information is at nonazis.org. And what we're doing right now as a special offering through the Mercedarian Charism is we're offering free spiritual consultation with either myself or our spiritual moderator. He's always on this podcast. So <laughs> I'll make a special shout out to Father Ken Breen, who has been so wonderful in the foundation with his outreach to all the individuals and families. And the Mercedarians are always praying for you. I, you know, Rose, I know you know that too, because we're also members of something called the Third Order of Mercy. And with our own spiritual moderator, Father Matthew Phelan. Hi, Father, if he's listening. And he's also going to be a part of the conference. Yeah, the after, yeah. Yes, the After Divorce Conference. Oh, he's going to do a wonderful presentation on confession mm. and mercy. You know, one of the things, Anne, about shock, panic, and disbelief is we're resisting the truth of something that we don't want to see. Truth. And what did Jesus say about the truth? Set you free. Okay, we all know that, right? But what if we don't want to be set free from our marriages? And we don't want to be set free from this nice world that we thought we were safe in. But it, it, I thought about this. What we will be set free from is naivete and self-absorption and fantasy thinking and over-attachment and even idolatry. When we're hanging on to something too, something good, something good, but we're hanging on too tightly and it becomes the center of our life or our universe or our being or our identity, it has become an idol. Because as Catholics, we know there should be only one person at our very center, only one person that we hang on to with all our might, and that is God. That is our Lord Jesus Christ. And yet, as I did in my life for so long, and still tend to, if I don't intentionally work with God's grace to stay on track, I will lean out or move out toward other things and other people for my happiness and for my center. But they were never made to carry that weight. They can't carry that weight. Even so, in marriage, right, Rose? Even I mean, in marriage, even in marriage. And, and a divorce, as horrible as it is for the family and for the culture, God promises to bring great good from that evil. And if we will trust him and cooperate with him and slow down and give ourselves time, he'll bring good out of it. Maybe we won't get the marriage back, but we'll get other things of great eternal and even temporal value. We'll get union with Christ. You know, that's, that's what we were created for, to, be, to have this intimate union with him. Um, we'll learn how to love more deeply and more authentically without unrealistic expectations. We will, if we can, if we have the right attitude, we can allow the horror, horror of divorce to move us to deeper holiness. Now, we can't do that the third day after it happens, or even maybe the third year after it happens. We gotta get mad, we gotta get depressed. We got to think of thoughts of murder or suicide. I mean, I want to get the shame of that out of the conversation. The problem is when we hang on to those things too long and we nurse them into bitterness and sinfulness. So 
the work that you and I do, Anne, that we do is come, dump your stuff, let's sort through it, let's find what's true, and let's slowly and carefully move on and every once in a while have a snack and take a nap. That's so beautiful. You know what I'm thinking too? I'm sure you've heard these two little adages before. And I think I've seen them on social media many times, but it reminds me of when you go from being bitter to better, mm -hmm. from victim to victor through Christ, right? Say that again. Say that again. You're going, you're going from better, bitter to better, from victim to victor. And when I think of that too, you and I both know that there's some people who go through their whole lives who were divorced many years ago that they still are still so bitter to their ex-husband mm -hmm. or their ex-wife. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And it kills them. It really mm -hmm. does. And it makes them become, honestly, uh, not people that we don't really want to be around that much. Right. When they right. have so much hate inside, you know. So I think that's what we're trying to do is to help them release that, right? You release it somehow, but it has to be done through Christ and through our oh, faith. That the, and that you're exactly right. The reason they stay so stuck is their eyes are looking down on themselves and their own life and their eyes don't look up to the Lord. They, we've lost faith that he sees us, he understands us, he hears us, he's with us. And yes, he let this happen. He didn't want it to happen, but he let it happen because he's not going to impose himself on everybody's free will. So guess what? People get to make sinful choices and we have to pay the price for it. And he's saying, join me, join the club, join the Jesus club. And that's where, you know, are the nuns when we were little said, offer it up, offer it up. And that means take that unfair, painful garbage and unite it with the horrors that were done to Jesus. Mm -hmm. you, like blood brothers, like blood brothers, take that, take your bleeding Remember when we were kids, we'd cut our hands mm -hmm. and hold them together and be like Indian blood brothers or whatever. Uh, do that with Jesus. You know, take your bleeding wounds and press them, press them close to his. And let that divine salvific power of his blood meld into your blood, into your wounds, into your pain. And something beautiful and redemptive will come from it. And you will be resurrected. You won't be the bitter old bitty, you know? I don't want to be her, but I also don't want to be, and here's the thing about disbelief, a lot of people go into Pollyanna mode because they don't know how to handle the truth. So they go into this, oh, it's all going to be fine. We, we get along great. I still love him. And, and don't let me, let me not confuse that with, yes, we should always love our spouse, whether we're married, living apart or not. And we should always forgive. But there are some people who go to the other extreme and they really hide their head in the sand and they don't deal with the deep underlying issues because they're just too overwhelming and scary. And we're here for that person too. We're here to help that person move, move along and move more intimately into union with Christ. Yeah, it's, it's wonderful because, you know, when one person is healed within, in our body of Christ, it brings healing to all of us, doesn't it? Just like when one person sins, you know, sins make a difference for communities, our nation, our world, and good things do the opposite, right? 
So when somebody's able to be healed, more healing can be brought to your own family and community, even if you're up against difficulty. I, you know, and I know we're kind of going all over the place on this, but I, I love it. I love Father Dwight Longenecker. He's also oh, one of the yeah. speakers um, on our After Divorce Conference, and his books are fabulous. He just wrote a book called Immortal Combat, and he talks about in a fascinating easy to read, deeply inspiring and enlightening way about the sin of the world. The sin of the world that Jesus, that the lamb came to take away. And he goes into scripture. He goes into mythology. He goes into fantasy. He goes into history. It's really delightful reading and very powerful and ultimately brings hope. There's a bigger picture and we're in a bigger love story. We're, we're in a big adventure, and our marriage is important, but it's not the main part of the story. So not to downplay our marriages at all, but to also remember with that, there's another eternal marriage that we're all called into, and to actually be in that marriage right here and now. We don't have to wait for heaven. So anyway, blah, blah, blah. Back to our topic how are we doing on time? Oh, good. We have about 10 more minutes. So thank you. Well, do you, do you remember as a, as an adult child of divorce, did you, did you remember going through any kind of shock, panic, or disbelief when you found out your mom and dad were divorcing? I was very young. I was uh, seven years old. Um, and it was a, a very sudden divorce you know, for, for specific reasons, uh, we weren't able to know exactly what was going on. Not that I'll get into all of that. Right. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I do remember that, uh, I was the oldest of four at the time. And then I have my younger sister. Now there's five of us. Uh, but being that oldest and, you know, you have that sort of that sense of like responsibility. I think you understand (laughs) because you're the oldest. Right. Uh Uh And, um, so, you know, how has it affected my life? You know, even to this day, I, 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 I have to say, yes, it does affect my, some of my relationships, but it doesn't mean that I can't overcome it with each situation. And, and by that, I mean, specifically with the relationships with the extended family, that's probably where I, I still experience that. Um, but, but God is a good, we have a good God who loves us. And, and, you know, you made a good point you know, our life here is not going to be perfect. And I think when we sort of accept that first for the way your life is, God has blessed you no matter what's happened in your life, no matter who you are, no matter what you've been through. God has a great plan for your life. If you've been separated or divorced, if you're the adult children of divorce, doesn't matter because, you know, life is short and we've heard, we've heard that many times, but it doesn't matter how long or short your life is, it's still good and there's still so much to celebrate. So despite any type of shock or disbelief, uh, your faith can really overcome everything. And that, that's right. what I've learned. Yes, but it does take time. Mm. And you do, in the middle, you do get to feel terrified, angry, hurt, lost, abandoned, depressed, those are just normal. That's part of the healing process. There's Amen. the pain has to come 
while the while the body does the healing the same thing with the heart and the soul and somebody who's feeling you know for us to go everything's fine and in the end mm -hmm. god is good and we'll get you know get over it that's true but it's also true that you're you're hurting right now and you don't feel you might not feel that god is there for you mm -hmm. but what i've learned and i have to remind myself feelings are normal but feelings aren't always fact mm, amen so has god abandoned me yes i sure feel like it i believe it in all my heart and soul that he's nowhere to be found okay that's that's my feeling but that's not the truth and we have to be gentle to help move ourselves and other people away from the lie of the pain to the truth of the of the beauty and the joy that that we can have it's ours you said it it's so a, well it's a tough topic isn't it it is you know, and there's so much to learn isn't there but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't just uh continue on this journey knowing that not to discount any feelings or anything but in the end god will always win <laughs> and that means we win too right i mean if god wins we do because he loves us and he is on your side it doesn't mean yeah. he doesn't love the other person no right but he no he does he does love the other person deeply and passionately mm -hmm. he he died for that other person as if they were the other the only other person ever created and yet he knows best how to help that person make the right decisions and get to heaven. You know, one of the, and we're going to talk more about this in other podcasts, but one of the problems that we do, oh, this drives me crazy. Here it comes. It is not your job to get your spouse to heaven. <laughs> I'm pausing to let that sink in. We've all heard this all our lives. It's your job to get your spouse to right. heaven. No, that's the job of the Holy Spirit. That's a huge job right and we're not qualified it's our job to create an environment that makes it easier for that person to choose the path to heaven it's our job to encourage it's our job to love and to forgive but it is not ultimately our job to save that soul my goodness what a horrible and scary burden that is for any spouse so no that's not your job that's his job that's right and you do hear that in catholic circles sometimes let's face it you do hear that it's the job of the spouse to get them to heaven uh, we can certainly become hopefully with god's grace become saints and that may help them to get to heaven but it's more who we are working on ourselves and our own spirit and relationship with god than worrying about your spouse i right. mean you pray you for your spouse Right, you pray for them, you sacrifice for them, you endure the difficulties for and with them, uh, and you also take a nap and have a snack. You know, all of us, and no matter whether we're married, single, divorced, religious, laity, we all, there are times when we tell God, I'm mad and I want to die, or I hope the other person dies. <laughs> That's, we all go through that. That's the time to say, whoa, 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 Calm down, little emotions. I'm going to have a snack or a drink or take a walk or a hot bath and a good night's sleep or a nap. And you know, your, 
what do we do with our kids when they're out of control? We put them down for a nap and they wake up and they're the most, they're the most precious things we've ever seen. <laughs> so this stuff is not just talk. It's real. It's real. Yeah. It, it's so great to be here with you. And I'm truly excited about this series. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, next month is overcoming loneliness, handling isolation, uh, and just lack of connection. So that's going to be a good one too. And um, especially as we, as we, especially as we come close to the holidays. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Mm -hmm. So again, I just want to repeat our resources here, especially Rose's website is rosesweet.com. Please connect with her on her social media pages. And don't forget to sign up for the Smart Catholics uh, uh, retreat that's coming up on October 10th and 11th. It is an online retreat. It's, you go to smartcatholics.com backslash forward slash forward slash after hyphen divorce. Yes. Right. So you want to do that and, and also connect with us at the St. Raymond Onatus Foundation. You know, if you haven't done it yet, make your appointment through me to, to connect with either myself or Father Ken Breen, who's on this podcast. Again, he's so happy to connect with you. He's up in, in Leroy, New York at, at Our Lady of Mercy in St. Bridget's. So all you need to do is go to the website and then there's a link there to contact us to make the appointment. So remember, that's free. That's part of who we are and the uh, spiritual consultation that we're offering to you and your family. So again, Rose, thank you so much. Any final thoughts? No, but I appreciate you, Anne, and I think you're a great woman too. And I just love this podcast and I can't wait till next month. So keeping all your listeners in my prayers as well. Oh, thank you so much. And we will be praying for you too, Rose, and for everyone listening. For Rose Sweet and myself, we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information about the St. Raymond Nonatus Foundation, visit nonatus.org or email director.srnf at gmail.com. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today.